Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. If you click this video, then chances are you're experiencing some form of fear and or anxiety, whether that be in your career, relationship, or daily life. And the worst part is, being in a constant state of fear and or anxiety keeps us from living a full life. So in this video, I'll be walking you through six concepts and tools I've used to overcome anxiety. So let's jump into our six tools and concepts. The first one is that it's all in your head. Well, before we get into there, let's define fear. So fear is an unpleasant feeling or emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. And anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So just a fear of something yet to come. Danger is the real part. The knife, the gun, or oncoming traffic, that's dangerous. But fear really is just a feeling in your head about that danger that might or may not happen. But just because it's not real doesn't mean it's not real for the person experiencing it. Fear definitely feels real. So if we take a step back even more and say, what is a feeling? If you think about it, a feeling is a vibration in your body, and usually there's a certain energy attached to it or a meaning behind it. So if we take something like anxiety or nervousness, how does it feel? What are those sensations in your body? Well, for most people, it's usually butterflies in your stomach, clammy hands, maybe a tightness in your chest. But what if we looked at another feeling, something a little bit more positive? How about excitement? How does excitement feel? What are those sensations in your body? Well, probably butterflies in your stomach, maybe clammy hands, and maybe a tightness and eagerness to get ready. So those are the same sensations, but a totally different energy associated with it. So feelings have energy based on the meaning that you decide. So what if you decide to proactively change that energy and change that meaning? A simple way to do that is with a reframe. So you're not nervous about the job interview. You're excited to be able to showcase your value and start the next chapter of your career. So next time you have anxiety, nervousness, or fear, take a minute to reflect and reframe it. The next tool and concept is an acronym, St. Far, S-T-F-A-R, right? And it's summarized by a quote from Shakespeare's Macbeth, for there's nothing good or bad and thinking makes it so. So first of all, there's a stimulus, something that happens. You're in a particular situation, there are circumstances around you and some of it in your control, some of it beyond your control. Maybe you get a message from your boss, your professor, a classmate, significant other, that they need to speak with you right away. Then suddenly, a thought pops in your head. Uh, what did I do recently to annoy them? Did I do something wrong? Did I make a mistake? So from that thought often comes a feeling. So that could be anxiety, nervousness, maybe fear of what is to come. And from there, it causes a feeling that turns into an action, right? Sometimes you do something or sometimes you don't do something as a result of that feeling. Your nervousness and anxiety cause you to be distracted and, and you miss the next bus or you uh, break hard uh, as you're driving and you narrowly miss the, the car in front of you, right? Um, and the result uh, is what happens afterwards, right? The action turns into something. So you, you're late because you missed that bus or a coffee spills because you break too hard or whatever it is. Something happens and all that started with, with a, a situation, a stimulus, something that's there. But what if you had a different thought? What if you thought that they want to speak to you about a promotion, a new assignment, uh, wanting to help you with something, or a gift that they're about to give you, right? Now, which thought is true? None of them until you make it true, right? So similar to the, the reframe, it's about you taking that and 
assigning mean to it, meaning to it uh, whenever you feel that it's appropriate for yourself. So at this point, you won't know. And the only way you'd know is if you connect with them and find out. So if you have the possibility of changing and intercepting that thought, changing that feeling, then it results in different actions, which turns into different results. So the third concept is pre-programming. So you know it's all in your head and you have the St. Far model. So what else can you do, right? St. Far only works if you can intercept that thought at the moment that you're having it, right? Because usually in the thick of it, it gets pretty challenging. So one thing you can do is to pre-program your thoughts, right? And that allows to make that interception a little bit easier. So what you can do is at the end of your day or for t tomorrow, you can take a sheet of paper, put a line down the middle, and on the left side, put all of those thoughts, the, the negative ones, the challenging ones that you had that you encountered throughout the day or the day before or the week before, whenever you want to start uh, documenting it. And what are those anxiety-inducing ones, those stress-inducing ones, the, the fearful ones that you had before, right? Now, on the right side, what you want to write is, what would you like to fear, feel instead, right? What would you like to feel instead? So similar to the reframe, what sort of meaning would you want to give it? What would you want to set aside? What is the thought? What is the stimulus that is objective? Not your interpretation of it. What is it in terms of the actual circumstances and, and the factual information about it? What would you want to think instead? And if you can do this daily, if you can do this weekly, if you can do this monthly or as often as you can, then you'll, you'll start to see that you can automatically go from that stimulus to the thought uh, with minimal effort because you've already pre-programmed it. You already said, this is how I'm going to feel going forward. Now, it takes a little bit of time, right? Because you can't necessarily go to the gym and pick up a 50-pound weight, right? You need to start with 5 pounds and then 10 and so on. So give yourself a little bit of slack as you start learning it and start to pre-program yourselves into more successful thoughts. And if you want to intercept those thoughts a little bit better, how about adding some meditation in your day, right? Uh, for some people, meditation can be quite boring. And uh, whether you're able to kind of tame your monkey mind and focus on your breath, uh, I know that was the case for me. It was really challenging to do so. But why not just start with three deep breaths, 10 deep breaths, as many as you can. So let's start with three. Let's do six seconds in and six seconds out. So we'll take a breath. Two, three, four, five, six, and then out. Two, three, four, five, six, and then in. Two, three, four, five, six, and then out. Two, three, four, five, six, and then in. Two, three, four, five, six, and then out. Two, three, four, five, six. So hopefully you are all able to stay with me for three breaths. So tomorrow, try to make it four. Try to make it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So you don't have to start with meditating for 30 minutes or even 10. Start with three breaths and then get it up to four and see if you can get to a, a minute and even longer. And if you are distracted and your mind waters, just bring it back and focus on your breath again. So point number four is practice. You have St. Far and you're pre-programming your thoughts and you're meditating and you're doing multiple deep breaths or whatever. What else can you do? Well, just keep going and practice, right? Like I said before, in the gym, you don't start off with the 50 pound weights. You start with the five, then go to 10, 15, 20, and you increase the number of sets and reps and things like that. Just like in meditation, just like in any of these exercises, you start with one negative thought, one anxiety inducing thought, and then you move to the next. You meditate for one minute, you meditate for 10 minutes, and then maybe you can do 
half an hour uh, over the course of a day or multiple times a week, as many as you can, and cut yourself some slack when you're not able to do it. You're training yourself, you're training your brain, you're training your mind to overcome this uh, fear and anxiety. So concept number five is to notice ants. And ants aren't the little crawly insect ones, they're automatic negative thoughts. So this is coined by uh, Dr. Daniel Amen, and he research and others research has said that during the course of a day we have upwards of 50,000 thoughts right and for some of us those are automatic thoughts some of them are negative some of them are useful right so if you can imagine that you had 50,000 negative thoughts these challenging ones and all these ants crawling inside your head right that would be a very challenging mind to kind of maintain and manage right so what if you took some of those thoughts some of those ants intercepted them and thought of them a little bit differently Right? So using the St. Farm model, using pre-programming, using meditation to kind of increase that space and awareness so that you can notice these things and intercept them at, at the point in time and notice, oh, does this thought, does this serve me at this point in time? And does this feeling uh, serve me at this time as well? One thing that you can do is start distancing yourself from the feelings. So instead of saying, uh, I'm afraid of or nervous about a test or stressed about a test or n interview coming up, instead of saying I'm nervous or I'm afraid, say I'm experiencing nervousness, I'm experiencing fear, right? And if your nervousness was at an 8 out of 10, just by saying the words I am experiencing might change it down to a 7. And if you want to dis distance yourself even further, then say I'm noticing that I'm experiencing fear, I'm noticing that I'm experiencing stress, I'm noticing that I'm experiencing nervousness, right? And if you can do that, you can extend the distance from that. And you'll notice that your stress level from 8 goes down to a 7, goes down to a 5, and it reduces. And you keep doing it again and again and again. And if you do that on a regular basis, uh, all of these things go to the mental gym, so to speak, then you'll definitely improve yourself and be able to take some of those ants and uh, shuttle them out of your mind and, and get them out of there. So the last point are the circles of influence and concern. So you can imagine if, that each of us live within two concentric circles. The innermost circle is the circle of influence, and it is the things that we can control, do something about, and, and have a little bit of uh, say in what happens. And outside of that, outside of the circle of influence, a little bit bigger, is our circle of concern. So those are the things that we know about, hear about, and are aware about, but we can't necessarily do anything about. Now the challenge for most of us is whether or not we understand the difference, right? Sometimes we worry about things that are in our circle of concern, but we can't actually influence it. So let's take COVID. It's in your circle of influence, but there's a whole bunch in your cir circle of concern. So you can choose to wash your hands and wear masks and get vaccines and things like that. But beyond that, you don't necessarily have the influence for other people, right? Maybe through your direct family, through your friends, you can influence them. But beyond that, everyone else has their own choices, right? So if you can do something about it, make your the choice to do something about it now or later on or whenever you want to. But if you have no influence, if you have no say in it, if you have no control of it, then why worry? Right? So just let that concern happen and then focus on the things that you can do something about. So thinking about whether or not something is in the circle of concern or circle of influence can really help because practicing for that job interview, that's in your circle of influence. Whether or not they think that uh, you're, you're dressed properly or not, well, that's really uh, up to them. So with those tips and tricks, what are you afraid of or anxious about that you'll use these tools to overcome today?
Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.